I'm sure you talked about this before, but what do you think about the idea of claiming monetization on React content that's been brought up lately? I am scared it would be overabused since fake claims are already a thing right now with music audio. It is inconceivable that YouTubers who are having their revenue claims en masse to a degree that it impacts the financial viability of their channel, that these people wouldn't attempt to weaponize their audience to coerce content creators to not make such claims, right? It also becomes a question of how readily YouTube can keep such claims going without some sort of court order. As in, if you content ID claim something and someone rejects it and that comes back to you, I'm pretty sure at that point you do need to file a court order, which obviously most people are not going to do. The only people who allow such monetization schemes are those who fear that they might actually get a court order or are not particularly impacted by it. As in, it's just the cost of doing business. In the same way that a sleazy company might make a billion dollars knowing that they might get a fine of five million, a reactor will re-upload a thousand videos knowing that, yeah, maybe like 10, 15 will get claimed, but who cares? I've got like another eight coming along. If it was ever the case where enough of these videos were being claimed and enough money was actually being given to the original creators, you would see active attacks from reactors trying to prevent that because obviously they want to make money or at least enough money that they can continue to grow using reaction content. It doesn't really solve much. Also, because as you say, there'll be a lot of times where it's people overclaim, where a person will make a legitimate response video and the person we respond to will say, well, that's my money and then we'll claim the video. Because we don't all have a universal idea of what sorts of uses of other people's content is justified. For example, as I bring up when talking about these topics, some people will criticize reactors and then you ask them, who do they mean? And they'll only be talking about a particular type of creator, people who leave the room, maybe just live streamers or something. But they will be like, oh, but these people, I guess they're kind of reactors, but they're fine, right? We don't all agree on who a reactor is, what reaction content is, who should be giving money to who, and therefore any formalization on this issue by YouTube will necessarily step on some toes. Any informal process where individuals take it upon themselves to claim revenue will also step on some people's toes. And it's just a mess. Will it make things better? In any situation where a person is doing the vast majority of their labor and receiving nothing for it, ideally, they would be getting something more. And so I guess it would be making things better, but it won't fix my issues with reaction content. In regards to the market being limited, there's only a certain amount of viewers who can watch a certain amount of videos at any given time. The algorithm can only promote a certain amount of videos at any given time. And people re-uploading en masse other people's YouTube videos in an attempt to take greater and greater market share away from other people is not solved by giving that money to the people making those videos. In an ideal world, all these rich reactors would just be hiring people to make content for them. The issue is just very complicated. Like I can watch people who don't like reaction content, list reasons why they don't like it that are entirely different from my own. The only react content I really make is when I break down a speedrun world record, for example. I think not including the full run, explaining the run and making more of a breakdown is very different from just watching content. Also, I'm very biased. I agree there is different kinds of react content. If you are personally involved in something, like maybe you made the thing yourself, like you are the person who made the video and you're reacting to your own videos, that's fine. Like it's, it's just a director's commentary at that point. If you are somehow involved in another person's production, like they've used a significant amount of your footage or what have you, then yeah, you can react to that. I mean, it's, you were involved in it. If you were instrumental in the building of something, maybe you're used as a source in something or your work is, is being built upon somewhere, like you get permission or something, that's fine, right? Like in speedruns, it's a community collaborative effort. You all build the run. So you're involved in its production, its development. And so if you ask a top runner, like, hey, can I break this down? That's fine to me, especially because, you know, you're you're not transforming it necessarily. But again, you're significantly involved and there's work being put in there. My issues with reaction content has largely been 
the people who don't know really anything about what they're about to watch, but they will sit down and watch video after video after video after video after video after video after video, after video and just hope that they say something that's meaningful and then put it on YouTube. In some cases, regardless of whether or not they say anything meaningful. If you're a speedrunner who's attempting to break down another person's run, you already know what's in that run. You know it from back to front. It's also very different for a person to, on occasion, react to a video for a particular special reason compared to people who are reactors in that the main thing they do is reaction content. But these nuances are lost, right? Like you can't specifically explain exceptions every single time you communicate something. And because you can't do that, people will attack you assuming you are also against these things. And it's very frustrating. In conversations, you can't sit a person down and give them a 150 page essay and say, hey, here's my positions on the entire topic and why I believe as I do. And people will get very angry that you aren't justifying every single thing that you're saying, even that you could. It's very annoying. We just went through a comment where a person was like, I haven't read a single thing you've said, and I don't plan to watch your video, but you're wrong. Fuck you. I go look at those comments every day. It's why at the very end of that main video on reaction content, I, I specifically said, like, if you react to one or two videos every once in a while over the course of your career or something for special occasions, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the people who are reactors, the people whose main job is reacting to other people's videos, that their main source of growth is re-uploading other people's videos when themselves are in the corner. I assume you're tired of people assuming you are against everything. One of the most frustrating things is that I consider my position and the topic in general so complicated that even if people sit down and actually listen to me explain it in videos all the way to the end, then they're not necessarily like a week later going to understand, uh, remember the nuances of my position, right? I have spent years, sometimes day to day, thinking specifically about this issue and repeating to myself why I believe as I do and my arguments for why I believe it. Even in some cases having contingencies, in cases where I'm wrong about this, what, what would my response be on this? No one else should spend three years potentially looking over my thoughts in some capacity and memorizing them, right? I can't expect that of people, but in some ways it may be necessary for a person to fully understand why I believe as I do. It just sucks. Communication is, is difficult. It's annoying. It's why I've often said I, especially being a student of psychology, I never wanted to be in a position where I have to try to convince anyone of anything. I think it's miraculous that society hasn't just collapsed based on people's tendencies to want to reinforce what they already believe and, and find justifications to believe things that are advantageous to them personally. Like the more you dig into how the mind works, why people act as they do, the more you think on it, the more scary the world sort of becomes. <laughs> I watched the full like hour video over a year ago, but it was a lot. So I don't blame people for not watching that full thing. Even I had on the same monitor. Even if you had it on the full monitor and you watched it, like you took notes a year later, are you going to remember that? Are you, you going to really remember the nuances of my position? Of course not. Why, why would you? It's not something you super care about. Even people who agree with me and don't like reaction content, just get on with their lives. They just move on. It's not a super important thing to them. And, and that, that I can respect, right? Like, think of all the issues in the world, all the instances of injustice, things that could be changed to make the world better. How many of those do you consider yourself an expert in? Maybe one at best, right? We just don't have the time to dig deep in these things. And unfortunately, for issues that are particularly complex, there will never be enough people who dig deep into them enough to understand them enough to really affect change. It isn't until people see directly with their eyes the consequences of things that where understanding doesn't really need to come into play there. It's just things are now bad. I'm going to listen to the person saying we can fix it by doing this. And in the case of reaction content, as I keep trying to say, a lot of it is unrealized gains. Things that people would receive if not for reaction content existing. People get up in arms if you reach into their wallet and take $50 from them, but they won't get up in arms if they don't receive $50 that they had no idea they were going to receive anyway. If you take $50 from a person's wallet, 
They'll go, hey, what are you doing? If you steal a person's mail and steal a, a letter that has $50 in it, they're not going to say anything to you because they didn't know they were going to get the $50. And that's how I see reaction content. The impact on the market, the usurpation of impressions, viewers, it's in a way invisibly impacting people and they won't see it. Even in cases where a reaction video has specifically negatively impacted an individual video, which isn't my particular interest, people don't go back to those videos to check how is that video doing now? Is it getting as many views as it was prior to a re-upload of it and it now competing with that re-upload? They don't go back and check because why would they? Another thing is people like care about control and they like games that they can see, right? They like to feel things in their hands. If you get a reaction from a large content creator, you're like, oh, this is great. Like, holy shit, like, this person I can see with this many viewers, it's, it's so important, it's so impactful, like, wow. They don't care that they got, like, 180 views or something on the back end. They don't care how many views they got. This is, this is something they can see, it's important. They may be getting, like, 10 million impressions a day or a month or whatever. They, don't, they can't see that. They can't see other people's screens and these impressions that they're getting, so they, they don't think about them as much. They seem less real. So I can explain to people all day that, like, hey, the existence of reaction content is just causing greater competition for impressions in the market and, and viewers' time. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but like, I saw when that guy reacted to me, I got 50 more viewers on that video. What do you say to that? And it's like, well, I want to say to them like, hey, look, just give me 10 grand and I'll give you five bucks and just focus on that I gave you five bucks and just be happy. Like, I do think the emotional appeals matter more. And so the focusing on like, this is unjust, this is unfair. That person worked so much harder than that video and that evil reactor re-uploaded it in its entirety in half an hour. How unfair is that? He gave them nothing. Oh, you can focus on permission. He didn't even get permission for it. That can more resonate because it's very clear the imbalance there. That isn't my main concern. But saying those things over and over again is a lot easier to understand <laughs> and likely inspires more animosity towards reactors than anything else. See, like there, never liked reaction videos only if analysis or feedback purposes. Just genuine reaction videos is lazy. Those analysis and feedback reactions are equally bad to me because that person could just make their own YouTube video. Like sitting and watching another video in real time and pausing every once in a while to give your thoughts is the worst way to give feedback and analysis because you don't know what else is going to be in the video. You're not doing any research on the fly. You're just giving your off-the-cuff remarks by pausing the video every once in a while. But if that person wasn't allowed to do that and they still want to talk on that topic, they would have to make a YouTube video. Even if it was just a response video where they watched the thing to the end, downloaded the thing, made their own video and used the other with some context, they would obviously be communicating a greater, richer experience because the, the person could do research. They would have a full knowledge of the material, right? Because such a person would be allowed to do the reaction. Why would they go to the effort of making something better when it's far less effort just to watch it in real time? And it would do about the same algorithmically. Yeah, songs is a exception to a lot of what I say because you can listen to one song hundreds of times. The debates over whether reacting to songs and how fair that is potentially wouldn't be related to the songs themselves, but all the people who make them because I don't think it negatively impacts them because you can listen to a song hundreds of times. Listen to a reaction to it may actually be a worse experience than listening to the song in its original form. The debate around that would relate to how easy it is for you to make content compared to potentially other people, which is a thing that people would bring up about gaming. Like if you listen to some people who make video essays back in the day when gaming was gaining prominence, they would say, these fucking gamers, man, I'm sitting here for weeks doing all this research, making these videos, writing these scripts, recording all this stuff, getting all this B-roll and whatnot. And they're sitting there like playing Minecraft for an hour and they just upload that to YouTube and they get way more views. Fuck those guys. 
right? My position on that is largely that free expression is still important to me. Your ability to communicate your thoughts on things and to create experiences that potentially other people haven't seen or can't possibly experience is good for society and entertainment and yada yada. My criticisms mainly of reaction content of other people's YouTube videos is that they're unnecessary to achieve that sort of commentary. In a way, it's a worse form of the commentary that would exist if the person had to take the time to watch the video beforehand. The issue with the reaction con is that they siphon impressions and money away from the original creators, right? Uh, what if YouTube automatically applied reaction impressions to the video that made the thing being reacted to? Would that help at all? YouTube would see that as an inefficiency in the algorithm. As in, are these people clicking on the video because they want to watch it and would watch it otherwise? or because it just happens to have someone they recognize in the video, right? Do we want to be pushing this video more? Would it be popular absent that? Because as I say, if that reaction video didn't exist, it isn't necessarily the case that every single one of those viewers would have watched the original video. My argument is that they would have watched something because the algorithm is exactly as strong with or without that video because there's a billion videos on the platform. At any given time, YouTube has potentially hundreds of videos it's equally confident that you would like to watch. Adding all those impressions of views to the original video are potentially impressions of views that that original video doesn't deserve. The people who deserve those impressions and, and views, we will never know because we can't run the simulation, go back in time or whatever without that reaction video existing. So you'd end up potentially recommending a, a video to a lot of people unjustifiably, lowering retention for the platform as a whole. It's not an easy thing to fix. Is there any way to fight against reaction videos? Could you go to the video and then immediately leave to try and kneecap in the algorithm? Or are you just better off leaving it alone? There are only two things that will significantly impact reaction videos on the platform. One is the demand changing. As it did in 2016, when a lot of creators were very much so adamantly against the existence of reaction content, they used their influence in the market to inspire similar viewpoints in viewers to the degree that it wasn't as profitable making such content. It's that it existed, but especially high profile people weren't willing to take the backlash on their brand to do too much of it, right? But as time has gone on, it's just become a little bit more and more and more and more and more accepted, largely as I argue due to the proliferation of live streaming. And so at this point, there are enough viewers on the platform that like watching reaction content, that the idea that that will change is very, very unlikely. That there won't always be enough people supporting such content that it will be profitable to continue to do. As I said in my major video, the big creators once upon a time were people against reaction content. Now. A lot of the big creators are big creators because of reaction content and they will fight tooth and nail to keep their status there, right? And as well, it shouldn't be lost on most of you that a lot of it is just a popularity contest. If you like a content creator and you consume their content and find it enriching in your life and that person happens to be against reaction content and you want to maintain a positive perception of them or just support them in whatever they're doing, that's going to influence what side of that issue you're going to be on. There is obviously going to be heaps of people who say they agree with me. And if I asked them why, they wouldn't be able to say. They'd just be like, well, I, I, it's just bad. And that's not me criticizing people who agree with me. This is just the case on every single issue that there is. It doesn't matter what position you hold on anything. There will always be people who hold that position for completely unjustified reasons as far as you're concerned. I'm not tooting my own horn here, but my positions on this issue are complicated to the degree that I can't necessarily expect that just the average person half listening to a video is going to be able to repeat my views to another person or argue on my behalf, which very much so hampers the, the spread of my message. Which is why, again, the emotional, simplified sort of messages, this is unfair, they're ripping them off, is a little bit more effective. If the algorithm didn't reward reaction content, this conversation won't, won't exist. So YouTube is part of the issue. Well, that's the second part. The second way that reaction content can be impacted is supply. Where if enough content creators say, we're not okay with this, 
then there won't be supply for these channels and so the channels would naturally die and so they would fade away and uh, of course all the harms that come along with that would uh, cease. But as I say, content creators differ to what degree they're okay with reactions even if they don't like them, right? They don't consider some forms of content reactions or other ones they get considered to be justified. So having a uniform front of creators against a particular thing is very unlikely to happen. More than this, in the same way that during a strike, there'll be some scabs who cross the picket line, there will always be some people who are like, wait a second, if I'm the only person getting reacted to, then I can win in this. I can get this big creator to siphon viewership away from everyone else in the market to themselves, but I can be like their underling, the duke in the system, and I can get ahead even if everyone else loses, yes. Like going to my analogy where reaction content is stealing $1 from a thousand people and giving $5 to Frank. If he's always giving the $5 to Frank, well, of course that, that analogy is very simplified because it's not one person interacting with the market in that you can get $5 from one reactor, but uh, all the other reactors are obviously just siphoning away from you. The expectation of being able to change enough people's minds to really make a difference is very unlikely. Think of it this way. Every single video I make on the topic could be said to be more and more redundant each time I do it. I can only explain things so many times in so many different ways, combating so many different objections because there's only a finite amount of objections and there's only a finite amount of way that I can explain my point of view in a way that's interesting. But a reaction video in of itself is an advertisement for reaction content. Asmongold can spam out six reaction videos a day where I can comfortably make like one anti-reaction video every month. Reaction videos promote themselves. They change the minds of people in regards to this content. Like, oh, I didn't really like reaction content, but now I'm watching it right now and I quite like it. That marketability will always be stronger than, you know, a handful of people on Twitter who are like, yeah, is this really fair? Like I read tweets all the time that I guarantee you if I could sit down with the person saying them and just explain things to them, they'd agree with me in like 15 minutes, but I don't have time to spend 15 minutes per person, tens of millions of people, hundreds of millions of people, right? It just seems so overwhelmingly impossible. Even if there are some people at YouTube who don't like reaction content to varying degrees, which is not necessarily true. You can obviously see why YouTube wouldn't want to do something, either out of fear that they would mess up the system in some way or create huge backlash on themselves. Like imagine they made a rule where it says, hey, if you don't have 100% copyright ownership of the content in your videos, then you can't put them on the platform. I couldn't even make content at that point, right? Although actually, well, technically I do have permission from Rockstar and their TOS, but I mean, let's just say they ignore that, right? Or let's say you need written permission every single video that you make. The impact would be on more than just people that I disagree with and I think shouldn't exist on the platform. It'd be on huge amounts of content that I would be perfectly fine with. Any judgment YouTube makes runs the risk of impacting things that I consider to be perfectly acceptable. And obviously, as I say, everyone doesn't agree with me on what is perfectly acceptable. So whatever line they draw will piss off some people. Unless there is a ridiculous amount of people who are pissed off at YouTube and demands change, then they're not going to make a decision. Then they're not going to put a firm line on this issue. If I had the ability to get a lot of people pissed off at something and I was using my energy to get them against something, why would it be YouTube rather than the actors themselves? <laughs> But like even talking about this to you guys, like people who potentially support me, not all of my audience necessarily does or has any particular interest in it, right? I can recognize that children being forced into diamond mines in countries that I can barely pronounce is a bad thing, but it doesn't mean it takes up part of my day combating that or thinking about that, right? Or that people necessarily want to do something about that. It could end up being the case where like the overwhelming majority of viewers do think reaction content is harmful and they would just go about their day. It just seems such an insurmountable problem that just can't really be solved. It isn't a distinctly YouTube problem though, is it? No. Like obviously if all live streaming was done on YouTube, it would do 
something to impact reaction content because they have a stronger copyright system. If YouTube did something to make it easier to enter the content ID system, that would have an impact as well. But for the reasons that I talked about at the beginning, it wouldn't necessarily topple the whole React empire of it. These are things that YouTube is more likely to do that could impact the issue. Either taking a greater share of the live streaming market or giving people greater tools to claim the revenue on videos. But again, I don't think YouTube could enforce a claim of ownership of content long term if it's combated by the uploader without a court order. Stop! Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.